Welcome to the 99 Relapses Podcast. Are you struggling with addiction? Do you need inspiration, education, and empowerment? Online Christian recovery coach and counselor, James Egidio, is here for you. Join him as he helps listeners journey through addiction and recovery by avoiding relapse through the grace and mercy of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. You are not alone. With 32 years of sobriety under his belt, our host is ready to walk with you. Let's get started. Here is James Egidio. Hi, I'm James Egidio. Welcome to the 99 Relapses podcast, the podcast that moves you from recovery to discovery through the grace and mercy of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. This is episode number eight, part one, titled, Is Addiction Sin? In this episode, I will discuss the perplexing and often asked question, Is Addiction Sin? I will also discuss how both Christians and non-Christians alike view sin. But before I get started, I'd like to mention a couple things about the 99 Relapses podcast. First and foremost, I just want to thank you, the listeners, so far, since I'm already into episode number eight, and I've had the blessing to be able to launch this podcast over the last year and a half. But more importantly, the 99 Relapses podcast is a very unique podcast in the sense that it's an interactive podcast. And what I mean by that, it's not just the podcast for a listening experience on your favorite podcast platform like Spotify, App Podcast, Spreaker, iHeart, or Google Podcast, podcast platforms that you utilize to listen to podcasts. But it's an interactive podcast, like I said, that allows you to listen to the podcast and then go to the 99relapses.org website, which is the number 99relapses.org. That's the number 99relapses.org. And actually go there and download exercises and tools that are in accord with each episode. So it is no different than having an actual counseling or coaching session with me and listening to the podcast and then doing the exercises and tools or using the memory verse page for each episode to access a quick reference to each verse that I mention in each podcast, because I will mention a multitude of verses in each podcast. I highly recommend that you utilize the website as well as listen to the podcast, get involved with it, because it's a great experience. It's it's an actual experience, not just for listening. It's an actual doing experience compared to most podcasts. And it's all free. It's all free. I am a donation-based ministry, but it's all free and you can access it. But without further ado, let me get into this episode. And again, this is episode number eight, part one titled, Is Addiction Sin? When most people hear the word sin, both Christians and non-Christians, but even Christians, they cringe at that word. And they feel like they're, they feel convicted and it's understandable, but in a sense, it's not understandable because as Christians, we have to know that sin started in the garden of Eden. I had mentioned this in previous podcast episodes, and it's something that as Christians, we have to understand that addiction is sin. And I'll elaborate on that, not only in this episode, number eight, but also number nine, as Christians, we have the advantage and we should accept sin as something that is our walk and our relationship with Jesus Christ. We have to know that we go to the cross and we repent and we ask for forgiveness, knowing that Jesus Christ 
went to the cross and shed his blood. And he's a gracious God and he's a loving God. He's a merciful God. And that was the ultimate price that was paid in full at the cross. It doesn't stop at just, okay, we're sinners. Now, where do we go from here and repent? We have to know that the Holy Spirit's going to convict us. And that's the biggest advantage we have as Christians compared to non-Christians that are not saved. We also have to know and establish the fact that addiction is sin. So really interesting statistics from a research study that was done in 2016, the LifeWay research study that polled a thousand people in the survey with a 3.1% margin of error. And they pulled the sample population based on age, gender, geographic location, education level, and religious preference, religious denomination, evangelical beliefs, and religious service attendance. So those were the parameters that they had used. And the sample population was asked several questions about how they defined sin and how they viewed themselves as sinners. And these were the overall results. 5% responded with, I'm a sinner and I'm fine with that. 34% responded with, I'm a sinner and I work, I'm being less one. 28% responded with, I'm a sinner and I depend on Jesus Christ to overcome sin. 8% responded with, I'm not a sinner. 10% responded with, sin does not exist. And 15% prefer not to say. So then further into the study, it was broken down into the metrics of gender, geographic location, that is in the United States, age, ethnicity, and religious beliefs, and these were the results of the survey. 33% females are more likely to select, I'm a sinner and I depend on Jesus Christ to overcome that, compared to 22% males. 34% of those in the south part of the United States are more likely to select, I'm a sinner and I depend on Jesus Christ to overcome that, than 16% of those in the northeast, 26% in the west. So a larger majority of people in the South are more aware of the fact that there are sinners and they accept that. 35% of those between the ages of 45 and 54 are more likely to select, I'm a sinner and I depend on Jesus Christ to overcome that, compared to 21% between the ages of 35 and 44. 37% of Christians are more likely to select, I'm a sinner and I depend on Jesus Christ to overcome that compared to 10% of other religions and 6% of non-religious people. 49% of protestant Christians are more likely to select, I'm a sinner and I depend on Jesus Christ to overcome that compared to 16% Catholics. And 72% of those with evangelical beliefs are more likely, I'm a sinner and I depend on Jesus Christ to overcome that compared to 19% of those without evangelical beliefs. So these are some really interesting statistics. Here's the, the bad news for all this. We are all sinners. Like I said in previous podcast episodes, it all started at the Garden of Eden. But the good news is that Jesus Christ died and shed his blood for our sins, and we are forgiven through repentance. There is no sin that's greater than God's forgiveness, and we have to realize that. And that's why we must repent for our sins and ask Jesus Christ for forgiveness. And the Bible verse that comes to mind is in Romans 3, 9 through 19, whereby the Apostle Paul declares that all people are sinners. And it reads as follows, Then should we conclude that we Jews are better than others? No, not at all. For we have already shown that all people, whether Jews or Gentiles, are under the power of sin. As the scriptures say, no one is righteous, not even one. No one is truly wise. No one is seeking God. All have turned away. All have become useless. No one does good, not a single one. 
Their talk is foul like the stench from an open grave. Their tongues are filled with lies. Snake venom trips from their lips. Their mouths are full of cursing and bitterness. They rush to commit murder. Destruction and misery always follow them. They don't know where to find peace. They have no fear of God at all. Obviously, the law applies to those whom it was given for its purposes to keep people from having excuses and to show the entire world is guilty before God. Reading that verse, Paul proclaims across the board that we're all sinners. We all have to repent for our sins, that we all need Jesus Christ. And he went to that cross. He does it in such a profound way, in a way that basically condemns us and convicts us of this. He makes it clear. Paul goes on to talk about how sin's power is broken through Jesus Christ in Romans 6, 1 through 13, which reads, Well then, should we keep on sinning so that God can show us more and more of his wonderful grace? Of course not. Since we have died to sin, how can we continue to live in it? Or have you forgotten that when we were joined with Christ Jesus in baptism, we joined him in his death? For we died and were buried with Christ by baptism. And just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glorious power of the Father, now we also may live new lives. Since we have been united with him in his death, we will also be raised to life as he was. We know our old sinful selves were crucified with Christ, so that sin might lose its power in our lives. We are no longer slaves to sin. For when we died with Christ, we were set free from the power of sin. And since we died with Christ, we know we will also live with him. We are sure of this because Christ was raised from the dead and he will never die again. Death no longer has any power over him when he died once to break the power of sin. But now that he lives for the glory of God, so you also, you also should consider yourselves to be dead to the power of sin and alive to God through Christ Jesus. Do not let sin control the way you live. Do not give in to sin's old desires. Do not let any part of your body become an instrument of evil to serve sin. Instead, give yourselves completely to God. For you were dead, but now you have a new life. So use your whole body as an instrument to do what is right for the glory of God. So here again, this is where Paul pleads in a very profound way and makes it clear that Jesus Christ died for us at the cross, that we're to accept the fact that we're sinners and that our sin died when Jesus Christ was crucified at the cross. And that through a new life, a baptism, and a new beginning as a born-again Christian, that we have Jesus Christ and that we're not to continue to sin. And yes, addiction does fall under that category of sin. I'm going to take a commercial break. And when I come back, I'll talk about good person versus nice person. Are you or your loved ones struggling with an addiction? Trinity Recovery Coaching can help you from the comfort of your own home. You know you can't do this alone, but sometimes the hardest part is just getting to the help you need. Trinity Recovery Coaching eliminates this burden by providing free, donation-based online Christian recovery counseling and coaching. Using the Genesis Recovery Process, Trinity has achieved a 70% success rate. That's because founder James Egidio understands what it means to have an addiction and to find your way back to a healthy and productive lifestyle. Don't lose hope. We haven't given up hope on you. Your Lord and Savior hasn't given up hope on you. Now, it's time for you to focus on getting better and getting back to a path of enlightenment. If you've lost your way, 
Trinity Recovery Coaching is here to bring you back to the road that leads to forgiveness, love, and acceptance. It's easy to get started. Just go to trinityrecoverycoaching.org. Sign up for a recovery coach consultation from your mobile device or laptop. Schedule a consultation, fill out a short questionnaire, and just wait for your coach to call. Welcome back to the 99 Relapses podcast. And the first half of this podcast, I mentioned that we are to not get insulted and take offense to the fact that we are sinners. We're not to deny that we're sinners. We're to accept the fact that addiction is sin and we have to repent for that. We have to take ourselves out of the category of feeling sorry for ourselves when we're going through these addictions and know that it's sin and repent for it and ask Jesus Christ for forgiveness and to know that he went to the cross and that when we are saved and we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, that those sins were washed away at the cross. We don't live under the law. We live under grace. We live under the grace and mercy of Jesus Christ. And it's understandable, like I said in the first half of this podcast, that a non-Christian would become even more offended with the label of being a sinner. But as Christians, whether it's an addiction or it's something that we're convicted of through the Holy Spirit that's indwelt in us, that we're partaking in sin. Again, the most important thing is to repent at the cross and ask for forgiveness. In this half of the podcast episode, I'm going to talk about this thing about good person versus nice person. And I'm sure you're aware of this and guilty of it as well. And I, myself included, I hear a lot of sentiment from both non-Christians and Christians alike, friends, family, and people that, that you've run across over the years who made statements about being a good person. And they'll say things like, I donate money to good causes. I volunteer at the animal shelter. I serve at my church. I go to church three days a week and go to the three Bible studies. I don't need God. I'm a good person. I don't steal. And I know where I'm going when I die. And that's all ridiculous talk. Don't get me wrong. Some of these things are all good deeds and make you a nice person. But we are not saved by our deeds. However, it does not make you a good person. That is a lie that comes straight from Satan. There is only one good person, and that is God. In Matthew 19, verses 16 through 17, someone came to Jesus with this question. And he said, teacher, what good deed must I do to have eternal life? And Jesus says, why ask me about what is good? Jesus replied, there's only one who is good. But to answer your question, if you want to receive eternal life, keep the commandments. In Mark chapter 10, verses 17 through 18, another Bible verse reads, As Jesus was starting out on his way to Jerusalem, a man came running up to him, knelt down and asked, Good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Why do you call me good? Jesus asked. Only God is truly good. So this thing about sin and being convicted of sin and being a good person versus a nice person. There's only one good person. That was God. We can be a nice person. But the main takeaway from this entire episode is that we're all sinners. We have to accept it. We have to repent for it. We have to recognize that addiction is sin. In episode number nine, I'm going to touch on the sins that are exposed or manifested through addiction. I'd like to close out this episode with a prayer. Heavenly Father, I just give you so much thanks and praise, Lord, for giving me this opportunity to present this podcast, this episode number eight that has to do with is addiction sin. And I'm just so grateful for that, Lord, that I'm able to deliver the message 
Lord, that you give me the opportunity to do that for those that are out there suffering with addiction. I just thank you so much for that, Lord. I thank you so much for your son, Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior and our Lord and Savior. You brought here in a physical body to be sacrificed at the cross for our sins, Lord, and we're to confess our sins and to confess our sins of addiction and come to terms that addiction is sin and that your son shed his blood at the cross for our sins and that he's a merciful God and he's a loving God. And we're just so grateful and thankful for that. And Lord, as I continue to pray, I just thank you so much for the people out there that are listening to this podcast, that you place a hedge of protection around them and watch over them and that they come to terms with their addictions and that you break those chains of addiction for them. And I just thank you so much again for this opportunity in your son's name, Jesus Christ. Amen. Again, I want to thank you for listening to this episode of the 99 Relapses podcast. For current podcast episodes, episode show notes, episode memory verses, as well as episode recovery lessons and tools, go to 99relapses.org. That's 99relapses.org. That's the number 99relapses.org. Also, if you would like prayer requests for yourself, family, or friends, please do not hesitate to send me your prayer request. If you have an interesting story to share about how God changed your life through addiction and recovery, are an expert in the field of Christian addiction and recovery, have published a book, have a Christian addiction and recovery podcast or website, and you would like to promote it on the 99 Relapses podcast, please email me anytime by going to 99relapses.org. That's the number, 99relapses.org, and go to the contact page to message me and I will respond within 24 to 48 hours. Finally, the 99 Relapses podcast is a nonprofit 501c3 ministry and a donation in any amount would be much appreciated in order to get God's word out during these perilous times when confronted with out-of-control addiction. All proceeds go to covering the expenses for the production of the podcast, content creation of the podcast, as well as maintenance of the website. Thank you and God bless. Thanks for listening to the 99 Relapses podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. If you want to learn more, visit 99relapses.org. There, you can tap into information and resources like articles, videos, previous podcast episodes, a bookstore, and free downloadable recovery tools and exercises. You can even reach out to us via email. Just visit 99relapses.org.